Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. Fun first hour we had on the show. We have a second hour. That's going to be a whole lot of fun here as we're counting down to week two of the college football season. Got games coming up in 60 minutes from right now, but 30 minutes from right now to help us break down those games. Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight, he'll be joining us. That's 9 to midnight Eastern time. You can check it out 6 to 9 West Coast time over here on the Sports Betting Network. Also, co-host of the College Football Betting Podcast. You can check that out wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to Humans about the games, but before we continue any further, this is a nice staple that we have on the Lombardi line each and every week. And for those of you who have not seen it, this is a fun segment. It is called No Way or No Doubt. Do you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubts. No doubt. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi, no way or no doubt. All right, let's do it, Michael. The first one up here. All three NFL rookie quarterbacks that will start on Sunday will lose in their debuts. No way, no doubt. No way. I, I don't see that. I think the difference, you know, between today and yesteryear is a, a better understanding of the players that we are getting from college. And I do believe that, for example, the Colts, you know, in their style of offense and what they're going to do, I think ultimately, you know, that'll allow them to get a chance to win because it's just not all going to be about the quarterbacks, right? Remember, Brent, Ben Roethlisberger as a rookie took his team to the Super Bowl. So if you have good team around them, it, it certainly can help. So I don't, there's no way they're all going to lose in my mind, especially when you consider Bryce Young's on the road, you know, R- Richardson plays at home and C.J. Stroud's on the road. And we know week one in the NFL, road teams really do a great job of winning and covering. Which one do you think is most likely to win? I think Richardson. I think a lot of people are playing the Colts and taking the five. I think it'll be a close game. I think these divisional games between these teams that are so familiar with one another. Again, I, I go back to the to the coordinator matchups, which I'm obsessed with because that's essentially the game. 
And when you really break these down, I mean, Gus Bradley has played against this team. He understands them. He sees it. There, there's a, so much familiarity into this that goes into it that it, it helps you get ready. And there's a disparity in talent, yeah. But this isn't, you know, this isn't playing Portland State here now. You know, there's not. It isn't that. Yeah, and to your point, the the Colts got bet overnight. That though all those fives are pretty much gone in the market. It's now down to four and a half with the Jaguars still the road chalk in that AFC South clash. Let's stay on the subject of quarterbacks today being Saturday, a big college football day. And what a year for quarterbacks in college football. I mean, you have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. You have Drake May. You got Michael Penix out in Washington. Shador Sanders has now emerged in Colorado. Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. So many good quarterbacks. So I'll tell you this, Michael, five or more quarterbacks will be drafted in the first round of next spring's NFL draft. No way or no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I think there is. I think it's going to be a really good quarterback class. I mean, look, I've seen enough of Caleb to know he's going in the first round. I've seen enough to, of Drake May to believe he's a first rounder. I got to see more of Bo Nix, but he's turned his career around. Uh, Shador Sanders looks really good. Quinn Ewers, or Ears. how do you say his last name? Ewers. Ewers. I mean, Quinn Ewers looks good. And Michael Penix Jr. and Travis, Jordan Travis, both have played well. So, yeah, I mean, look, let's face it. These guys, the market's out there. Teams need quarterbacks, and there's a lot of them, supply and demand. And if you don't get one, you're not going to be able to sit there and say, well, I'll wait till the third to get my guy. I don't think you can wait till the third anymore. I mean, that's why guys are going early. Brings up the pressure for a lot of some of these quarterbacks who are sort of in flux in the NFL this season. It's like, hey, if you don't play well, we got a fresh crop of dudes in college football that are coming ready to take your job. Real quick here, I know this isn't on the list, but what did you make of the Caleb Williams could go back to school stuff with his dad saying that we want to go to a good organization? Uh, I mean, you know, look, you can say that with a lot of validity. John Elway said that when he got drafted, was going to get drafted by the Baltimore Colts. He said, I'll go play baseball. He didn't have an IL. When you have NIL, you have a little bit more options about what you're going to do. But I find it hard to believe that, you know, when you look at the contracts that you receive mm -hmm. and the investment that the teams are willing to make in you, that you can turn that down. And I think before you start believing something is true, you should do some investigation. You'll find out. Yeah, NIL is real good. I'm sure Caleb Williams is being taken care of well. But after seeing Burroughs' contract Thursday night, five years, 275, I don't think NIL is getting you that. And if Caleb Williams is the guy that we think he is three years from now, who knows? His contract could be $300 million with the way the salary cap's going up. Like, that's a lot of money to go ahead and pass up. Don't, don't turn that thing down, Caleb Williams. All right, this next one that we have here, 49ers, of course, gave Joe, Nick Bosa, rather, a really big contract earlier this week. Well, the 49ers should place Nick Bosa on a snap count versus Steelers tomorrow after missing all of training camp. No way or no doubt. Uh, I think he'll be on a snap count. You have to be really careful. There's no way, there's no doubt he'll be on a snap count. Let me correct myself within the framework of the, of the segment. No, no doubt he has to be. It's in his best interest. He won't want to be. But again, you've got to understand this NFL, this league we love so much, and the reason we love it so much is because when we get to that witching hour, which we're going to hear tomorrow, Femi, mm -hmm. where – Wins become losses and losses become wins, even though that doesn't make any sense at all because there are no wins to start the fourth quarter and there are no losses to start the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, uh, the game's won there. All the games come down to that. And as we saw on Thursday night, to remind ourselves that the teams that execute down the stretch, offensively or defensively, 
typically win in the fourth quarter. And I think you've got to save Bosa for the fourth quarter. The first third down, do you really want to wear Bosa out? I think you want to gradually get him in the game. But when we get to that fourth quarter, we got to make sure he's got enough gas in that tank to take the game over. Yeah, fourth quarter is where the high leverage plays are made. And Nick Bosa, one of the best at it in a pass rushing department there. Well, so Nick Bosa got signed. How about Chris Jones still holding out, missed week one with the Kansas City Chiefs and their loss to the Detroit Lions. But the Chiefs will come to an extension agreement with Chris Jones before the week eight deadline for him to report. No way, no doubt. Uh, no doubt they will. I, I think they'll get this resolved. I think there's a lot to resolve. There's more to this than just giving me a raise. And the fact that they are mutually respecting one another and the fact that Chris Jones is taking a lot of losses in this in terms of fines, which they can't rescind, uh, I do believe it will get done. I mean, look, the good part is he was there at the game. So we're not making an emotional decision. We're making a, a practical decision. And if we keep it professionally, you have a better chance at having open communication and getting something done. Yeah, 100%. There. Do you think there's a chance that he actually comes back without getting the extension? Well, yeah, I do. Because, I mean, at some point, the, the losses mount. I, again, I think it's a really hard – I think I don't envy Brett Veach because I, I, I've pointed this out earlier in the show. I mean, Kelsey makes $14 million a year. Odell Beckham makes 15 you know, and Tyreek Hill makes 30 Devontae Adams makes 28 A.J. Brown makes 25 He's getting he's getting lapped. He, you know he's getting not a good contract. We say well, he's a tight end. No, he's not. He's not a tight end. He's a legitimate number one receiver who advances the ball after the catch really effectively, which they missed the other night. Yeah, no, he's one of the best after the catch with what he's able to do. And him and Mahomes just kind of have that chemistry. Whenever it's time to improv this out of structure stuff, Mahomes always goes to Kelsey. And you could tell that he was sort of missing that Thursday night there. So, uh, yeah, Kelsey, obviously, you didn't need to be a, a, a football genius to realize that he's pretty valuable to the Kansas City Chiefs offense here. Uh, our last one, as it pertains to the game in Boulder with the Colorado Buffaloes, Deion Sanders, Michael will make a college football playoff appearance before the end of his Colorado tenure, however long that may be, no way or no doubt. I think there's no doubt he'll make an appearance. I mean, because what Dion is is the brand manager. He's the CEO of Colorado football. And I don't say that in a disparaging way towards his football acumen, but his leadership skills, his ability to recognize and recruit talent is really good. Mm -hmm. And through that, with as long as he can maintain having a good staff, and I think he allows his coaching staff to do the coaching. There's no question he can be. There's no doubt. This weekend apparently is a massive recruiting weekend out there in Boulder. They got some big-name recruits yeah. ready for this game and all that. Like, if they win this game and that, that atmosphere is what we expect it to be, that's going to go a long way with some of these high school kids who are trying to look to see, all right, where should I go play? And like, Have this you ever is been to Boulder? National... I've never been to Boulder, you... no. Boulder's an incredible town. It's an incredible town. It, it, it is postcard picturesque. That's how beautiful it is. And that stadium is beautiful with the mountains, the practice facility. I mean, it, you can't get any better than Boulder. It's an hour from the airport. I mean, it's really, a, really a beautiful place. And they will be able to lure players to there because we are in a world where, you know, there is, it's about the brand. And mm -hmm. I really think he'll do that. And I don't think he has any boundaries because he's so close to the Denver airport, direct flights, in major every major city go to Denver. That's really important. When Matt Rule went to Lincoln, when he went to Lincoln, one of the things he had to get done was a direct flight to Dallas. Mm. 
So from Lincoln, Nebraska to Dallas, Lincoln, Nebraska to Houston, that allowed him to open up the pipeline for recruiting. Yeah. That's really important. Where if you're in Denver, the world's your, the, there's direct flights from everywhere. Yeah, that's a really a key point there because a lot of these guys, it's like while the world is smaller than ever with technology and, and all this stuff, like you still want to be able to have a, a direct flight going home to where you go and end up going to school. Like I think that makes things a lot easier and factors into those decisions there. But uh, Deion Sanders, I saw earlier this week that there's a five-star quarterback who might be one of the top quarterbacks in the country, has Colorado near the top of his list. Like this is just getting started out there in Boulder. Like if he can continue to win and this team continues to outperform expectations – my goodness, this is just the beginning of what could become like a West Coast powerhouse or at least a Rocky Mountains powerhouse out there in Colorado. They've done it before. Like our guy Mike Pritchard here at VEASAN, he has a national title, so it's not yep. like they can't it's, get it done out there in Colorado. No question. No question. They, and they've done. I mean, they did. And, and a lot of it was because of the Continental Airline president, which was able to go into Los Angeles and have that direct flight from there, from L.A. to, to uh, Denver. And all of a sudden, all the players from L.A. started showing up. Maybe a sleeping giant is awake out in Boulder. The Lombardi look-ahead's coming up next. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network, which you can get over at DraftKingsNetwork.com or on Samsung TV Plus for our listening audience. Uh, a lot of fun that we have on deck here for the next couple of hours here, Michael. How are we doing on this Saturday morning? I mean, what could be better? I mean, seriously, what could be better than Nothing. Saturday in September enjoying college football we got the pro season getting ready to start we got twitter femi going to come out today we got four screen femi coming out tomorrow i mean i don't know if it gets better than this i really don't i mean i, I i'm just going to cherish the moment i really am 
This is what we lift all those weights for, man. This That's is what for, we lift all them weights for. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. This is what we do it for. It's going to be a whole lot of fun throughout the weekend. Cannot wait for it. Obviously, like, we love the NFL. We love college football as well. But uh, I cannot wait for tomorrow. That's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I might not be able to sleep tonight, to be quite honest, Michael. But uh, we do have fun on deck for you guys for this show. 15 minutes from now, Tim Murray, host of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast and VEASAN Primetime, will join us with his place. Tim likes a lot of dogs. We'll see if they're barking later on this afternoon. We'll get Tim's thoughts on today's slate Coming up 15 minutes, and then in the second hour at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific, Matt Eumanns, host of VSIN Tonight, and also co-host of the College Football Betting Podcast, will join us to give us his not only college football thoughts, but NFL thoughts as well. We'll get both of those from Matt Eumanns. He's doing the Friday Football Invitational, which is Friday nights there here at Circa, so that's a whole lot of fun. I'm sure he's gathered a lot of sharp information from everybody that's involved in that contest, so we'll get Eumanns' thoughts in hour number two, but Michael... We'll talk NFL later. We have to start with college football, and we have to start with a game in Boulder. A rivalry renewed, Nebraska at Colorado. This has become like a betting bonanza. I'm sure you've seen the reports out there on Twitter and elsewhere where this game is getting more money, more tickets than any other game on the college football slate, more than any game on tomorrow's NFL slate. Everyone will be watching Nebraska-Colorado later on this morning or afternoon on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, there is magic in Boulder, let's be honest. I mean, you know, what, what he's been able to do and with his son playing quarterback and, you know, and the talent that he brought in there where everybody didn't think he brought talent in, he did. You know, he kind of knows what he's doing. I think behind it all, and, you know, we wrote about this on the Daily Coach this week, behind all the, the Dion, the conversation, you know, the flashy glasses, the cowboy hat, the earrings, the, <laughs> the, the, the bravado, there's an old school coach in there. He mm. holds players accountable. You know, he holds the coaches accountable. He demands excellence. And, you know, people keep asking me, is he going to be a pro coach? Well, the problem is he has more authority at Colorado than he's going to do at any time he comes to the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's going to face committees in the NFL. That's not something that, that really makes that very effective. So I'm excited to watch this game. I think Matt Rule probably loves the fact that Colorado's getting all the attention. He also loves the fact that Jeff Sims can't turn the ball over. He's got to stop red zone turnovers, and if he can do that, I think it'll be a lot closer game. Yeah, I mean, if Jeff Sims doesn't turn the ball over in that fourth quarter last week against Minnesota, Nebraska should have won that game over there in Minneapolis. Uh, Deion Sanders did address the media. You talked about the sunglasses. He was wearing the sunglasses at his media availability earlier this week. Here's what he had to say about the magnitude of this game, Nebraska and Colorado. I've learned the – the severity, the serious nature of this rivalry, and I'm embracing it 100%. This is personal. That's the message of the week. This is personal. We just know the history of it. Colorado, we don't like Nebraska. Simple. So that's just what it is. We just got to focus on that. Okay, cool, we don't like Nebraska, but that's not going to – that's not really going to change, like, the preparation or anything like that because we prepare, like, Nobody likes this because we know we're going to get everybody's best game. So it's just another thing on top of like a little bit more motivation, just a little bit. But we got to already be motivated off rip. Well, that is Deion Sanders and, of course, his son, QB1, mm-hmm. Shador Sanders. And he's talking about, like, they're going to get everyone's best shot going forward because yeah. they are now the national darling. They're the story of college football early on in this season. And from a betting standpoint, this market has fascinated me more than any college football market that I can remember in quite some time. It opened here at Circa at 5. 
like the crew here at Circa opened five, immediately got bet all the way down to like two and a half and two, went all the way back to three and a half. Now it sits at two and a half as a consensus line, total 57 and a half. The market is expecting a really close game with two teams that we're still gathering a lot of information on. Yeah, well, I, I think, look, the one thing I want to make a point of what, what we heard Sanders say, both his son and him, you can hear the messaging from Dion to the players, and mm. the players are repeating his messaging. I mean, I think that's significant, right? I think that's kind of what you know the players are listening to you on. And that I know this from having talked to people in the building that they are very, very much about getting better. And mm-hmm. Dion basically stopped all the pats on the back on Sunday morning to the coaches and to the staff and let them know there's more meat on this bone and that we've got to get more out of our team. And I, and I think they won't take this game lightly. I think they will do everything in their power to then create a situation where, you know, they're going to pl- try to play their best football. We'll find out where they are. Look, we know Nebraska's a good team. They may not be a great team. We don't know what TCU is. I mean, we're collecting data as we go along here. Mm-hmm. We can't make final judgments even though everybody rushes to a judgment. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good lesson to be learned here for a lot of folks out there in the betting which regardless, whatever side you're on, whether you're laying the two and a half or taking the two and a half or taking three with Nebraska, like, I think it's like we're still in the data collecting mindset here early on in the season, especially with the transfer portal being chief among things here. Like, the roster overhaul at Colorado was unprecedented, and it's hard to kind of get a grasp, in my opinion, on what this team actually is. Like, we have one data point from a team that everybody said last week this time, lay 20 and a half, lay 21 against TCU, and they go ahead and win that game outright. Like, to me, I think that there's such an unknown with both of these teams, but especially with Colorado, just based on the roster overhaul, and also people just haven't been able to quite quantify what Deion Sanders has brought to that program. I think the point that you brought up there, the fact that, he is more dialed in and more old school than people actually think might give this Colorado team an advantage and maybe provide a little bit of value here to this Colorado team because everybody thinks that it's glitz and glamour and must be the money and prime time and all that stuff. Right, and everybody loves, you know, offensive football. But what you peel back the numbers, right, you peel back the numbers, their performance last week defensively in scoring defense ranks 117th in the league in college football. Mm -hmm. Their total defense ranks 126th. Their run defense ranks 128th. Their passing defense ranks 106th. Their yards per play ranks 113th. So before we start giving them the national championship trophy, (laughs) they're going to have to fix those numbers, right? And the last time I checked, TCU wasn't the greatest offense in college football. Again, I love the Dion story. We wrote glowingly about him on the Daily Coach this week because he, there's more to him than the glasses, the earrings, and the false bravado. There's more to that, right? He's an old school coach. Mm-hmm. But we have to temper down expectations and repeat these numbers because that's what's on the tape. That's exactly what's on the tape, and I think you've got to do that. I mean, look, they're going to play against an offense that ranks 121st in the nation, but their defense was pretty good last week. Their yeah. defense stopped the run. They're the tenth best. They were the nineteenth best run defense in the country last week. So we're going to see a little bit of two opposite teams, and we'll see what strength on strength matches up to. 
Yeah, I can't wait to see the matchup of Colorado's offense versus Nebraska's defense there. And maybe it's weakness on weakness when Nebraska's offense is going against Colorado's defense. That's going to make for the fun game because we know styles make fights with these college football games. I want to get your pick on this game a little bit later on in the show, or at least what you think is going to happen here. But the trenches, I think, is where I'm going to be looking at to see if Colorado can hold up because that was the big question mark heading into the season was they're really bad in the trenches. They got good skill guys, but really bad in the trenches. They passed one test, but this week is another test. Like Nebraska is a little bit better up front defensively than what we saw from TCU last week. Uh, another marquee game here, Michael, is Texas and Alabama. And usually this wow. would be the game everyone's talking about, but everyone's kind of talking about what's going on in Boulder. But this is going to be a fun one. We have the Longhorns against the Crimson Tide right now. Alabama, seven-point favorites, total 53-and-a-half. Uh, what did you make of Jalen Milrow last week? And do you think that he can continue this going forward against a more talented Texas team? Well, I, I thought, you know, Mil, look, Milrow played well. I mean, you know, it, it was more of a run game than it was a pass game for him. But you, we know watching this kid, whether it was last year against Arkansas, when he had to step in and play, he's pretty good. But I think what, what really was different about Alabama on last Saturday was there is a sense of purpose on defense. It's mm -hmm. a different defense. You know, and I think with Kevin Steele running the defense through Nick Saban, I think Nick was embarrassed. And I've said this in the offseason, and I'll continue to say it. I think Nick was embarrassed by what they did defensively last year. This is a defensive secondary coach at heart. You know, we all, we all come from a background. We all come from something that we have great pride in. And Nick takes great pride in defensive football. He loves it. You know, and last year it was embarrassing to, to lose the way they did at Tennessee, to make that Texas game a lot closer than it was with the backup quarterback in. Mm -hmm. I, I think Alabama defensively, I know they don't have the great Will Anderson, and I know everybody takes a focus on that. <laughs> I think they'll play better defensively today. I, I think this will be a great test for them. And, I mean, you could see yesterday from – just the campus at Alabama, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they had game day down there. I mean, that is going to be one, one loud, loud place to play. Yeah, and, and this is going to be a fun data point for Quinn Ewers, who we saw only for two drives in this game last year before he got hurt in that game. And those two drives, he looked really good, but it was just two drives. Let's see what Quinn Ewers and all the hype is about going down there to Bryant-Denny Stadium, Tuscaloosa. We know it's going to be 100,000 strong. Like, I'm really fascinated to see this Texas offense against this Bama defense that's looked pretty good at least in one week. Yeah, they're going to be different. Look, forget the middle, they play Middle Tennessee. Bama's defense, you can write this down is going to be vastly improved this year because it's a, going to be a point of emphasis, and it bothers the head coach more than you could ever imagine. All right. Well, I'm writing it down right now here on my – Good. <laughs> write it down. We'll be vastly can, improved. That, maybe that'll come out in a Twitter Femi tweet some point. We can get that out. Hey, it, later this evening. Who knows what happens? Maybe we'll Who get, knows a, what get, could get, happen, get, get yeah. a couple soda pops in us, man. We might get crazy. <laughs> All right. On the other side, Tim Murray, host of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast, joins us to break down the card here on this Saturday morning. This is the Lombardi Live. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line rolling along here on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. And to kick things off for us here guest-wise on this College Wall Saturday, nobody better than our buddy Tim Murray, host of VSIN Primetime, which you can check out 6 to 9 Eastern time, Monday through Friday, and also the host of the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Tim, thanks for joining us and waking up with us this morning. Bless you, Michael. Uh, but before Thank we you. get into the rest of the College Football slate, We'll fulfill our contractual obligations, and we will talk Nebraska-Colorado, a game that you have a bet in right now. What do you like in this one over in Boulder with the rivalry being renewed between the Cornhuskers and the Buffaloes? Yeah, we talked last week not knowing what to expect, and uh, ultimately I said, you know, no play on me for me, but uh, I, I guess I would look a little bit towards the over, and uh, boy, I wish I had made that play <laughs> because it was a, an easy over uh, with that flash-fast flash, uh, offense uh, that Sean Lewis brought to town and the talent uh, that they have offensively. Uh, ultimately, guys, what I did was uh, I did take some three and a half and uh, and took a little three as well. Um, you know, this is a situation where we'll we'll see. You know, did the market overreact a little bit too much? You know, the odds makers that uh, you know you speak to here in Las Vegas throughout the week and even across the country. You know, we had uh, we had Michael's good uh, good friend Carl Johnson on Visa and Primetime. And talked about just uh, the overwhelming uh, ticket count that was on the side of Colorado here. And you're getting pretty much all those reports from everybody. So this isn't just a, a blind fade of the public. This is my thinking that there's just maybe a little bit too much of uh, an overreaction to what was a really impressive performance from Colorado. I, I do think Nebraska up front could potentially push around the Buffaloes as we saw in that game against TCU. TCU got uh, really a lot of push offensively and, and didn't have much trouble moving the ball down the field. Now, now you have to worry about Travis Hunter, who apparently is Superman because he does it all and uh, catches touchdown passes and uh, intercepts balls on the goal line. So look, there's no denying that what Coach Prime has done has done so far at Boulder is is remarkable. And uh, we probably have never seen this before, but I do think this could be a situation where we've gone just a little bit too far. Look ahead lines this summer, guys, where Nebraska as a nine point favorite. So uh, I'll take the three with Nebraska and hope we have a, a close game here this afternoon. You know, it's amazing. The, the line hasn't moved. I mean, the 11,000, I mean, there's over 100,000 bets on the game and very little, little money on ticket count and on the cash count. And yet the line's almost frozen. There's some two and a halfs out there, but the three, somewhat remarkable. You'd think they would, but I agree with you. I think the adjustments already been made. I want to shift to the the uh, Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, my favorite coach in college football. <laughs> you know, I love him, Femi. You know, I love him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that offensive <laughs> mind dazzles me every week. So I, I have to kind of get excited. Line open four and a half, favorite Texas A&M. Now it's been settled pretty much at three against Miami. Uh, and where are you on this one? <laughs> you're dazzled I'm, I'm by Jimbo. I, I know you are. Is that, is I know you're dazzled by him. I mean, everybody, you read any writer, he'll tell you what a great offensive mind Jimbo is. Just all you got to do is ask him. Well, uh, I, I'm not as, uh, I, I, I echo those sentiments, Michael. And I also have similar thoughts about Mario Cristobal, his uh, his opponent this afternoon. <laughs> as, well. This is a checkers matchup you just can't wait to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my. 
That that all being said, uh, I'll take the points with the coach I don't like uh, versus the uh, laying the points with the coach I don't like because I, I I'm with you on uh, on that. But you know, look, this is a situation. Both of these teams recruit well, and then it seems like they can't put it together when they get out on the on the field. Uh, Miami very busy in the portal, uh, top ten according to two four seven sports, uh, and I, I think they've got some some legitimate guys uh, on the field. As does Texas A and M. There's no de- no denying that. Um, you know, it's hard to take too much from their initial, you know, victories as Texas A&M played New Mexico, who is probably the worst team in the Mountain West Conference. And and Miami took down the other Miami, uh, not the real Miami. Sorry, Brett Gabbard. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, that was a, that was an impressive performance. You can't take too much from it. Miami, I would say, is, you know, a little bit more formidable than than New Mexico, but you might be splitting hairs there. Miami thought to be one of the better teams in the MAC, but uh, I, I think taking the points is is the way to go here. I, you know, earlier this week on the podcast, uh, you know, four four and a half was readily available, so I scooped that up. Uh, I just think you know you got a little bit of revenge factor, and and think back to last year, guys. It was a a disastrous performance from Miami, losing seventeen to nine. They actually outgained Texas A and M in that game in College Station. So um, you know, you never know what the atmosphere is going to be like down there you know, uh, in Miami, but, uh, I do think the Canes keep this thing close today and, and certainly have a chance to win it outright. So that's why I took the points with, uh, with two, uh, tremendous coaches. <laughs> We're speaking with Tim Murray, host of VEASAN primetime yeah. and also our VEASAN college ball bidding podcast. Tim, I know you don't have a play in this game, or at least not one of your best bets, but I do want to ask you about this one. It kicks off at noon Eastern, nine o'clock Pacific, Utah and Baylor and Pete Family, ESPN reporter is reporting that Cameron Rising, the Utah quarterback, is not expected to play in this game. There's still some seven and a halves out there in the market. Is that a bet for you? Baylor getting more than a touchdown against, uh, I believe it was going to be the third string quarterback here for the Utah Utes once again. Yeah, this would truly be a hold-your-nose situation. Um, you saw Utah play without their starting quarterback you know, a little over a week ago against Florida, and uh, they come out and they throw a touchdown pass of 70 yards on the first play uh, from scrimmage, and then after that, it was, it was kind of sputtering. Now, they, they go with a dual quarterback type of syst- uh, system there uh, with Cam Rising being sidelined. Um, you, know, you have to remember this, too, though. Baylor is without their starting quarterback, Blake mm. Shapin, uh, was injured against Texas State, a game in which Baylor lost by two touchdowns uh, to Texas State. You know, G.J. Kinney came in from Incarnate Word, and uh, and uh, boy, boy, what a performance that he had in uh, in his uh, in his debut as the head coach of Texas State, their first ever win over a Power Five opponent. But I, I think for me, Femi, this is just me personally. Uh, I'm going to stay away from this spot. You know, I understand. You know, if people are looking to grab the points. Uh, with Baylor at home, maybe an ultimate buy low spot. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with that. I, I just think if Blake Shapin was playing, um, I, I would be looking to 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 back the Bears here. And and this was a, a spot, you know, over the summer I kind of had circled guys, but with the with the uncertainty at quarterback there for Baylor, uh, the really lackluster performance in Week One, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit this one out here. How about you know? Look, I love Texas Tech. Uh, to me, I think their program is on the rise. There's no question about that. And they stumped their toe up in Wyoming, losing the game in overtime, all the delays in terms of with the weather. But now Oregon comes in after Oregon just mercifully just destroyed poor Portland. You know, I mean, they just, I mean, it wasn't fair. So I think it's a different game going to West Texas. I don't think people realize how hard it is to play in Lubbock. 
Uh, and I think people just assume it's going to be a walk in the park, but you don't. You seem to like Texas Tech. I agree with you here, Tim. Yeah, th this was the first game that I looked at this weekend, and honestly, I've been looking at this game all summer. I, it has played out kind of perfectly in the way that I that I had hoped. I, now, I, I didn't think that Texas Tech would lose outright to Wyoming, but here we are. They did. And, you know, that game, as you mentioned, Michael, kind of a bizarre situation. You had a lightning delay. Texas Tech comes out. They score 17 points in the first quarter, and then they kind of went to sleep and uh, forced their way to overtime. And ultimately, when you get to overtime, as we know, uh, you, you start two-point conversions in the second overtime after you score your touchdowns, and that's what happened. Texas Tech didn't convert their two-point conversion. Wyoming did. They win 35-33. to 33. But, you know, let's not forget about how we uh, assess Texas Tech all offseason. I mean, people believed, and I'm, I was one of them. I didn't think they would win the Big 12, but I thought they would certainly contend, guys. And now we're just going to throw that away? So I love this spot for Texas Tech. You're getting, in my opinion, a little extra cushion there because of how week one unfolded. And, uh, you know, down in Lubbock at nighttime, we know uh, things mm. get a little funky. I mean, look, this is the game that I always think of when I think of a night game in Lubbock. But you know, I think back to Halloween 2008, mm. our guy Brent Musburger on the call and Graham Harrell connects with Michael Crabtree down the sideline with one second to go as Texas Tech beat number one Texas. So uh, I think it's, it, it's a very competitive game tonight. I'm not going to get lost in Oregon's 81-point performance, most points scored in an FBS game in two, since 2014. So, uh, yeah, give me the Red Raiders tonight. Uh, I think this is a competitive game in prime time down in Lubbock, and I think the Red Raiders look more like the team we expected to see uh, this season tonight than we did than we saw last weekend. Also, a Tyler Shuck revenge game. Uh, on deck yeah. here for this one. Red Raiders It was a quarterback at Oregon transfer. Now the starting quarterback for Texas Tech. He is Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime. Check it out Monday through Friday, 6 9 Eastern with our buddy Sean King. Also the host of the VEASAN College Ball Betting Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Tim, thanks for the time, man. Good luck with the bets. All right, thanks, fellas. Tim. All right. We'll re recap some NFL headlines on the other side. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.